Hello, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, the three roles of the salesperson. Sit back and relax and let's get started. So this podcast is going to be a little bit divergent from recent topics in that we're not going to talk about anything that has to do with COVID-19, coronavirus, and so on and so forth. We're actually going to talk about some powerful principles that have recently, in some ways, been discovered. In other ways, they've been around for many, many eons and for thousands of years. Recently, the situation that I found myself in was working with other members of our team and dealing with a situation where we had a client that had departed us. And this was a surprise because we, they, their project that we had done with them was, for all intents and purposes, successful. Um, they had won awards and that everything to do with their, the way we had been operating seemed to have been fine on the outside. But all of a sudden, in February, we got a note that said, hey, it was like the Dear John, hey, we are canceling. Thank you. No amount of, hey, please come back could change the situation. They had already gone off and moved on to a new client, new, a, new, uh, a new provider. Obviously, these things hurt, and you're always left wondering, well, what could we have done better? What, what was the difference? But this time, we asked a different question. We asked, like, why was it, and why does this happen periodically? Because we actually had two clients do this within about a 30-day um, a period. So and I don't believe this to be a trend. It was just something that these two happened to happen at the same time and they happened close enough to each other for, the, for us to go, okay, wait a minute. What is actually going on behind the scenes when someone just departs like that? It, there's no uh, misstep. There's no um, you know, chaos. It's just purely a client leaves. And uh, especially one that seemed to have been doing well. So we started thinking about this question and we said, well, you know, what's really going on here? And we looked at a, a chart. We drew a chart that showed two things. On one axis, we had time. On the other axis, we had level of excitement. And we started looking at a client's level of excitement over time and how it peaked or it seems to peak at the point of sale and then drop off and then peak again when they get really going with the product and service. And then over time, in general, uh, and this is true across just about any product, in general, the, the curve of excitement comes back to a normal, right? There's this buildup of a possibility I see a new possibility. I'm excited about it. I finally make the leap. There's this big uh, consummation in the sale. And then if your product has uh, implementation or if your services have an implementation, it's the, the, the second peak in excitement is when that implementation or when that product goes live and results start happening. And um, if, if left unaddressed, the excitement level will come back down to a normal. Now that normal may be above where it was before, 
but it is still a normal that is in general a flat line across time, unless there are a couple of other things done differently. Now, zoom back from that. We started asking what what happens in the in the curve from awareness all the way through transaction. And why is that? What are what's going on in the sales process? We realize what was going on in the sales process that is creating enough certainty to, to for the purchase to happen, but is not happening later in the life cycle of that customer, at least in this particular customer's case. And we, if we look back on it, the ways these particular client, this particular client had been handled, they just hadn't had a lot of what we're about to talk about. So we looked at what happens in the sales process, and I started. Uh, something started to crystallize for me. I thought, you know, there's actually three things that the that a salesperson does. Number one, a salesperson, a good salesperson, is a teacher and teaches. We teach our clients or we teach our prospects things they don't know, and in doing that, we create trust and we create a window. Of, of, of a new idea, of a possibility. The second thing we do, once they have accepted that, um, that awareness, or once they've been willing to go, okay, I'm aware there's a different reality through the teaching mode, the next role that salespeople play, good salespeople, they play as a coach. And when I say coach, I mean in the sense of a, what a coach does, um, not a football coach per se, but like a, like a true coach. A great coach well, has uh, the capacity to hold space and create a place where the person, the prospect or client, can become aware of their current state, have the space to consider a new future possibility, and then be able to see what's in the gap and what is in the way. And in that place, have clarity around where they are, where they want to go, and what's in the way. And that is, in the, in the context of doing that, there's another byproduct of that, which is connection. If, if there is a, um, if you've ever experienced a session with a great coach, you'll know that after that session, you just feel connected. And perhaps you felt this as a salesperson, whenever you've done a really good job of connecting with a prospect and you've held space and asked powerful questions, you know the feeling that comes out of those meetings where the, for some reason, the client just loves you. They just think you're great. And they couldn't even explain why, but it's because they have a new level of clarity and possibility in their mind that you gave them by holding the space, shutting your mouth and listening in a very active and intentional, very present way and asking powerful questions. And in doing that, creating an energetic connection between you and the other person. The third thing that happens is then once the client has become aware of where they want to go and the, what's in the way, then there's this desire for just tell me what to do because I'm uncertain at this point about the path. Show me the path. And in that role, the salesperson takes on the role of consultant. What does a consultant do? He tells people what to do. He says, this is where you want to go. That's the direction. That's the that's the the, the path, I've walked it before, I know that it works, and here's how you get there. And it is usually in that conversation 
where ultimately value is exchanged and money changes hands and uh, that's where the sale happens. And they, the client many times will borrow the certainty of you to make the leap into the process. So teacher, coach, consultant, three roles that a salesperson plays in the journey of a client from awareness to purchase. Now, as the client goes through each one of those phases, the excitement and the certainty builds towards the, uh, the ultimate transaction. And so we started thinking about this framework and breaking down what each one of these do. So I'm going to just to review teacher. What does it do? It teaches things. And in doing so creates what creates trust coach. What does a coach do? Creates space and creates new possibility by giving the person the ability to see where they want to go, where they are and where they, where they're, what's in the way. What do they do as a byproduct? They create connection. And then number three, as a consultant, a consultant says, this is the way. Go this, based on where you are and based on where you want to go, this is how to get there. And in doing that, ultimately value is created. Now there are mindsets and skill sets across all of these domains, teaching, coaching, and consulting. And you, it's, it's very rare that someone can be really great at all three of those things at any given time. Salespeople that can do all three of those are elite, elite level salespeople. Many times, depending on where you are in a transaction and where you are in a, in a conversation, you may need to bring in team members based on what role you may be weak in at any given time. I used to have some amazing technical people that I would bring in as teachers because they knew the technology so well that I would always keep, have my man Larry there or Sam. God bless you, Sam. If you're listening to this, you know exactly who I'm talking about, Dr. Sam Abuhamdan. <laughs> Dr. Sam. It's just, sorry, I'm just going memory, memory, down memory road for a second. Dr. Sam was my teacher. I would bring him in. I would be the coach, but I bring in Dr. Sam as the teacher because he would teach them some stuff and it would just create such a level of trust in our entire company that uh, I didn't have to play that role in that particular case. And then many times I would act as the coach and then Dr. Sam would come back on the other side and be the consultant and say, this is the way. Now, it's tough in some, uh, some technically complex products and services to be all three of those at all at the same time. That's why you got to have a great team and be able to work that together. But the absolute elite level salesperson has some ability to handle all of those things at any given time. From a teaching perspective, they, they are studying their market, their industry, their craft, their technology, all they really are experts on it. From a coach perspective, they have their own internal capacity and ability to hold space and ask questions and know how to do that. And then number three, can actually be part of the architecture of a strategy or a plan and then have the certainty to be able to tell the client, this is the way. So I lay those three things out and there's a lot to unpack inside of each one of those. And that's actually going to be part of some of the curriculum that, that uh, is being built right now as part of a plat platform that I've got. But I'd like to ask you that right now, where right now in your business do you feel really strong? Is it in teaching? Is it in coaching? Or is it in consulting relative to your clients? And then number two, when you think about all of the departments inside of your organization, consider that 
those three frames of teacher, coach, and consultant can be applied to every single domain inside your business. It can be applied to your marketing. For example, great marketing teaches people things. It also asks powerful questions. It also tells people what the solution is. Teacher, coach, consultant. Great account management, great ongoing consulting and services does, teaches clients in an ongoing way new things to create trust, helps them get clear about what their objectives are, and then tells them what the latest path to get there is. Teach, coach, consult. I even saw this greatly expressed inside of a, a, even a customer service issue recently. A client came in and said, hey, I need this. And the customer service agent came back and said, cool, that part is done. I took care of it for you. But did you know you can also do this, this, and this? And on that other thing, are you sure you really want to do that? Because what's the real outcome you want? And asked a powerful question. And then said, hey, this is the actual way that I've seen it done three times and I know this works. Teach, coach, consult. If that process is happening all the time, what you don't have happen on the back end of great sales and great product launches and great platform launches is a return to the world of apathy. There's always an opportunity in every aspect of our businesses to teach, coach, and consult. And whenever we take clients through that never-ending loop, we're always bringing them up to a new level. We're always helping them go on a mini hero's journey, if you will. And in doing that, in making our clients the hero and helping them grow, not only in what they want to achieve from a business perspective, but helping them grow as professionals. And you've all seen this, right? Where you have a client that you do a transaction with and a project and it goes amazing and they end up growing and becoming and, and getting a promotion out of it or even uh, moving on to new and greater things. They were on the back of that project. And that is the ultimate reward. Like when you see somebody springboard off of what you guys created together. But it happens when we're constantly investing in teaching, coaching, and consulting with our clients. So that's my non-COVID-19 podcast for today. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you got value out of this, please pass this on to someone you feel like might get value as well. It's a way for you to pass it on down the line. Also, check in the show notes. I've got a link to a new course that I've offered, The Four Weapons of the Sales War. It's a great way to shake up your world and equip yourself for this desert that we're walking through right now. That's what I got for you today, my friends. This is Brian Q. Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.